Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Our podcast is dedicated to parents of children struggling with the effects of trauma and attachment disorders and the caseworkers, coordinators, and other professionals who support them. Your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, will introduce you to Hannah Lampi, who will discuss her work in Finland. And now, your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter. Good morning, everybody who's listening. I'm so excited to have an international guest today. Um, her name is Hanna Lampi, and uh, she is from Finland. Um, and we are going to talk to her about her practice and, and a program she recently completed. So that's what we have coming up for Attachment Theory in Action podcast today. So good morning, Hanna. Good morning, Karen. I'm, I'm working hard to, to pronounce your name uh, correctly. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, Hannah, could you please tell us a little bit about your educational background and then some of the work that you do? Okay. Well, originally, my first uh, profession was a daycare nurse. Um, I, I went to study that right after high school and then I was working in daycare about five years before I started my own family. And then when I was staying home with the kids, I just knew that I didn't want to go back to daycare anymore and I was wondering what to do. And just by accident, I pumped into occupational therapy and, and applied and got uh, in and I actually graduated 15 years ago. <laughs> as an OT. Ah, yes. And during, when I was um, uh, studying OT, I, um, I attended a conference that Jukka Mäkelä, one of the leading child psychiatrists in Finland, was uh, talking about TheraPlay. And I just thought that that's something I need to do. And it took me three times to apply <laughs> to level one <laughs> until I got in because it was really popular at the time to take the level one so it was very hard to get in and so in a few years after that I, I became a therapy therapist and then trainer and supervisor and later on uh, five years ago I graduated from family psychotherapy training in Finland we have all whatever profession you have in the um, healthcare field, you have to take uh, extra um, three to four years of training to become a psychotherapist. So okay. that's what I did in family therapy. And um, for the past seven and a half years, I've been working in private practice. Before that, I worked in the um, um, Helsinki District Hospital, which is a uh, a big hospital here around the, the southern part of Finland. Uh, mm -hmm. I work in the child psychiatric clinic almost all of the time that I was there. But then decided that I wanted to be on my own. So I, that's what I've been doing for the past years. And at the moment, I mainly do occupational therapy. That's like the main <laughs> income that I have. Um, I do it with children and adolescents. And most of the kids come from the child psychiatric clinics. Okay. So the, the hospitals um, 
um, send the, the families, the children for me. Uh, and then I do some therapy, uh, some family therapy, and then I supervise and train therapy therapists. And also, I'm also really excited at the moment we are um, uh, in the process of uh, developing, developing nurture and play, which is based on therapy and mentalizing theory. So mm. I'm doing that um, um, training and supervising and, and finding new ways to help uh, children and their families. And you then, have, oh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, this November, just past November, I graduated from the Infant Parent Mental Health Certificate Program from US, UMass, Boston. You have such an incredible breadth of experience <laughs> from starting out as a daycare nurse and then all of these other experiences. And I'm happy to be having this talk with you because I didn't know about all of that. I knew about some of it, um, but that's just fantastic. Um, it's a little side note, but I just wanted to ask you this um, because when you mentioned the psychiatric clinic, it reminded me that when I was doing um, my therapy training in the late 90s, um, Lata was in my um, group and uh, we also had um, interaction with Yuka, as you mentioned, and they said that they were not using psychotropic medications with children in Finland, that that was very rare. Mm -hmm. um, that they did not do that, like the United States does that very heavily. Is that still the case? Unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's more common than it used to be. Like uh, I went to the child psychiatry field in 2003, and at that time it was still very, very rare to have medication on the kids. Uh, at the moment, uh, it's more common. It's not as common as in U.S., but uh, it is more common. And, and unfortunately, I think that uh, in some cases it's become sort of a, not completely, but in some parts like a substitute to therapies. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but it, I was interested in getting an international perspective on that. So, so thank you for, for letting me ask that. Um, so what prompted you to start the University, University of Massachusetts Infant Parent Mental Health Program? And um, I'd, I'd like for you to share about it a bit. Um. Well, I think it's, I was just thinking because I knew that this interview was coming. So I've been uh, thinking about it and I've been asked about it a lot uh, for the past few years. Um, well, it's a long way that I can actually, I think, link back to the former generations even. But um, I've always been really interested in, in children and babies. And I think attachment even before I had that concept the word to use um, but to make the story short um, I heard uh, Dr. Tronic talk in one of the international therapy conferences 
quite a while back. I was trying to figure out how many years ago. It was quite a few years ago. And I was like, oh, of course, really interested about everything that he had to say in general. But he, was, he also mentioned the program in the keynote. And I was like, wow, that's something that I would love to do, but I would never be able to do it. Like, it's, uh, I was still um, doing my um, psychotherapy studies at the moment. So I just thought that, you know, no, no chance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very big commitment. Yes. It's two yeah. years and having to do those. in 12 trips. 12 trips. So I know we'll get into that a little bit yeah. later, but I can, yeah. I can see how you, you know, might have Googled it on your phone right away. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, that's overwhelming. Yeah, and I was sitting next to a Finnish colleague and we were both like, oh, that would be so wonderful, but you know, impossible. Uh, then Dr. Trani came um, to a Nordic Theraplay conference a few years later and um, I met him again and we talked about the program also and he was like, oh, you should apply. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> if I win in a lottery, maybe. And uh, But then it just started to dawn to me that why not? <laughs> It might be possible, and of course, I had to talk with my family because it's not just a commitment on my part, but it was a, lot, a huge commitment um, from their part also. Uh, in the beginning, they were a little hesitant, but <laughs> but they agreed that it's also an opportunity that I wouldn't have the same opportunity here. We have really good um, education and we have really good courses, but mm, nothing exactly like that program so then i applied and with the help of a few good friends who uh, wrote the recommendations for me and um, a little financial help from uh, my dad <laughs> uh, so that was that was bad. it felt that it was doable so yeah it's wonderful. It must feel like such a gift to have had the experience having now completed it. Yes. Yeah. And I think I still think that like, I was thinking that this Christmas break was sort of like a moment also to pause and and just breathe for a while. And, and I'm, I'm sort of feeling that all the things that are to come because of that program are still on the way. I'm not quite Sort of everything hasn't sunk in yet because it was so much <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and and still working on uh some of the things that that it um sort of prompted up and 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 planning for the future but yeah i'm i'm happy that it's that i did it <laughs> yes yes was there a lot of work outside of the intensive weekend um, well, there was a lot of reading to do. Yeah. Um, I have to confess that I'm still, I still haven't gone through exactly everything that was recommended because it was a lot. Uh, but uh, not so much. It was mostly the weekends. It's, it's based on very much on the interaction with the speakers and the, the, the faculty and, and, and the other students and the, um, the meetings that we had. Uh, there was the reading stuff and then we had um, personal final project to do in the end. So it wasn't that much to do in between the weekends, but of course it depends on what kind of person. Some I know that some people 
did a lot of lot more reading than than the <laughs> must list and and things like that but it it wasn't like we didn't get exactly like homework or stuff like that we okay yeah your homework was probably having all of these ideas and yes. information swimming <laughs> in your mind and trying yes. to assimilate and digest it yes. Yeah, I'm getting multiple articles also after the weekend, like, <laughs> read this too. And, you know, somebody came up with something and, and um, shared it with the others. And so, yeah, it was mostly like in your head kind of stuff that you had. Yeah, yes. So it's at the University of Massachusetts mm -hmm. in Boston yes. to give a framework. Um, and it's two years. It's meant to be a post-master's certificate in infant parent mental health. And the way they do it is these 12 intensive weekends. Now, is that two days? Is it two or no, three? It's uh, the first one and the last one uh, are four days and the other ones are three days. Wow. Okay. So and, like it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And on Saturday and Sunday, we didn't even have like a real lunch break we had a working lunch so it was like the whole wow. day so wow sometimes people complain that we're packing a lot into theraplay training but this is really quite something um and so you had to fly over from finland 12 mm -hmm. times yes yes yeah wow so it's going to probably sound like a very difficult question but could you share some of the highlights um, from the program that just really stand out to you about the experience? Well, um, I think first of all, the 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 all of the faculty at the program, uh, their input, um, just to mention, um, Dr. Tronic and 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 his presentations and also his presence um, during the weekends, even though when he was not uh, when presenting, he was always asking questions and challenging the, <laughs> the, the um, uh, other presenters and, and making sure that the conversation was very lively and interesting. Um, then Dr. Richardson, um, just most of the, the I, I think her part of um, bringing all these people in and making sure that everything works and also uh, she and other people like um, uh, Marilyn Davillier and um, um, Dr. Claudia Gold and Silvia Juarez Maratio and um, uh, Dr. Alexander Harrison all sharing they were all part of the faculty and they were all sharing their clinical work with us too which as a clinician myself i found very valuable and also very touching and moving because it's always very personal when you share your work yes in therapy so i think all of their input during the whole two years was um a very uh, big part of the whole program but then of course um, I think all of the luminary speakers that we had uh, during the two years but I was just thinking because I sort of knew guess that you would ask me this question I was thinking that there are 
well, I can't say a few, quite many, but there are pe there are weekends and people who really, really lit um, up something in, in me, like really made me think and um, some of them um, more personal stuff, some of them more of the clinical stuff that I do. Um, first, I think, who comes to mind was the the second weekend that we had we had the Enbo training newborn behavior observation training with dr kevin nugent and i think like him as a person he was already like the way he <laughs> taught us and and shared his experience was really wonderful and i just love the the Enbo. um it's not very familiar in finland so i had never heard of it before so it was my first, first contact and, and just the experience of being able to train in that and then coming back home and, and starting doing the NBOs and, and I just love babies. So <laughs> being around infants is always wonderful. And then when you have something um, sort of tangible to do yes. with the family, not just with the child, but the, uh, include the parents and do all that. So that was like, I fell in love with, with that um, thing Wonderful. immediately and and that was and it was very in the beginning and I felt that okay I'm in the right place this is the sort of mm. hands-on stuff I also really love to learn well that was a good feeling considering you know what an undertaking it was to start this <laughs> yeah 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 it's it, it has been an um, like I always said when people ask me that I'm glad that I didn't know how much energy <laughs> and money <laughs> it would take, but mostly the energy. But yeah, so that was a really, really, really um, good weekend. And uh, well, the next weekend was really good too. Uh, we had Rachel Yehuda um, talking about epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that and all the, the, the research that, uh, she shared with us and and of course thinking about a lot of the things that we come into when we hear the family stories that we work with and thinking I'm not saying that I can say anything about epigenetics to them but but just thinking about how I think as a family therapist already thinking how the generations affect each other and then sort of having some kind of understanding how it also impacts your genetics and and the inheritance it's not only through sort of um learning or experiencing it's also in your system yes so yes that, was, that mm -hmm. was very interesting and she's a very um compelling and i don't know i'm sometimes a little bit lost if i use the <laughs> right words because this is my third language so um oh. uh, uh, so well i think compelling is the right word too yes her way of doing um and then of course we had one weekend about mentalization mainly we had uh, dr arietta slade and mm. then dr fanagi wow for a whole weekend which was like that was a special treat and and really really i i enjoyed that a lot and they gave us so much information um and also um uh, thought about how to use it clinically and what it means to think about mentalizing and doing clinical work 
so that was that was a really really interesting and good weekend and um yeah and i think that of course i can't speak for the whole group but i know because we talked whole through the 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 two year um um time we we shared a lot um the little spare time that we had about the experiences and i know a lot of us uh, really enjoyed the the mentalization weekend a lot and and found it really really interesting and useful um what else well dr bruce perry was with us for a weekend and his work is i just I just found it so fascinating the way he talks about his clinical work and also all the experience that he's had with all these different kind of situations that he's gone go, gone through um, when he goes and helps people in catastrophes and disasters and mm-hmm. it's called upon. Um, so just one brilliant person after another. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And it's sort of like when I when you start thinking about it, oh, who to mention this, this and this and this, and I'm only half, I'm not even half true yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much. So, what a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been. It's It's been really, really good. Um, then there was a one weekend that um, there was a lot about uh, postnatal depression. Mm-hmm. Um, from um, British researchers uh, Lynn Murray and Peter Cooper and that was really interesting for me I think personally that was also a very hard weekend um, because uh, well because of my own background um, my my mom was postnatally depressed when I was a baby so it sort of evoked a lot of <laughs> um, very different and a lot of difficult emotions too but it was really really interesting and and their research is really really interesting they've done uh, big uh, research in oxford with postnatal depression and followed through the children's um, development for a long time so that was really interesting to hear mm-hmm. and then they also shared uh, another um, um really interesting thing that actually then um sort of inspired my uh, final project in this program but uh, a book sharing intervention um that they have been doing in south africa oh now are doing research um in different places of world but uh, about the importance of sharing books with your small children and and how it affects also the people who are not um usually maybe um thinking that you should talk that much to infants or read to them or the uh and then encouraging people to just look at picture books with their children and and all the good things that would come out of just doing that sitting down with your toddler or infant and and just looking at books not even reading but just looking at the books with the kids and and i thought that was really really interesting things as you were talking it was going through my mind um and even before we started today the idea of infant mental health that 
seems so common to us. We think about that. Most of the world doesn't even think about mental health related to infants. You know, we're so absorbed in it. Um, just the idea that there is a mental life of an infant, I think, is still not a, a thing that the general population would appreciate or understand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, that sometimes, well, because I came through the the border control 12 times to come to United States, it was sometimes a little difficult because they always ask you what, what I'm studying when I'm at the, <laughs> at the border and, and saying, especially saying infant parent mental health, that was very confusing. But even infant mental health, you could see that sometimes it prompted up questions like they were really interested in. Uh, but it was, yeah. Like, you mean babies have mental health? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why, why this program was so uh, inspiring, inspiring to be in, is that you were with like-minded people, like 30 of us, <laughs> just, you know, everybody was like, we all knew what we were talking about and wanting to learn more and sharing all these experiences and also some of our own work and stuff like that. So that was, that was really, really uh, interesting. And, and you sort of, you, you're able to be in that bubble <laughs> for right. a while, you know, everybody right. knows what you're talking about. When yes. you're talking about yes. You're with your tribe of people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not going to mention all of the weekends, but one of the weekends that was really, really important to me also personally was um, we had a whole weekend on autism spectrum disorders. Mm. We had uh, three different uh, presenters. We had Dr. Alice Carter, Dr. Karen Levine, and Dr. Barry Brissant. And it was just a, it was a very, very uh, inspiring weekend. They shared uh, a lot of clinical work, research also, but we also talked about a lot about uh, clinical work. And personally, that was a very, um, well, important um, to me. I'm a mother of a now uh, adult <laughs> uh, um, child who is uh, on the spectrum. So it was personal. And then I also had quite a few clients who are on the spectrum. So I'm working with them every week. So it was a um, um, nice way of learning and, and experiencing. And I especially enjoyed Dr. Prisant's way of talking about his, I think his um, title for the weekend was something like uniquely human a different mm -hmm. way of seeing autism because in the history of um, talking about autism spectrum there's been a lot of sort of thought that they are some kind of not so human people and that is absolutely not true and his perspective was to sort of emphasize how human they are they are just very unique and all the also positive sides that that uniqueness brings to them and to their families and people um, they uh, interact with so that was what a, a very refreshing perspective 
Mm, yes, he had a very, very, very nice way of of, of talking about this and and also um, just challenging us to think about these things differently and and uh, viewing the also the the positive side. So. Yeah. Good, good. Well, Hannah, before we wrap up, mm -hmm. um, the final question I wanted to ask you was, what are one or two ways overall you feel that this has impacted you as a clinician? Well, one or two, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a hard question, but um, I think one of the impacts is that um, it makes me more confident in the way of the in the way that I want to do my work um, and how I want to um, meet the families that I work with. Uh, it has given me also some new tools, but I think mostly uh, the way of of being with them and and thinking about the importance also of the infant mental health because I've always even with the my clients are usually early school age school age kids but i i notice that i tend i always have and now even more um talk with the parents also about the early years and and i'm able to ask even better questions about that how it was and and what it might mean for the way things are now and then i think it's just been inspiring um, well, one of them, my final project was a book <laughs> for children. Um, so that's one of like, that's a very tangible, <laughs> even though it's not printed yet, but it's a, it's a thing that really came out of this, this program and was um, inspired uh, by it. And then I just think the international tribe that I got from this um, program, we are working hard to keep connected uh, mm -hmm. even after the program ended we are building a blog oh yeah it's, uh, it's going to be up in a few weeks I hope um, just as a way to um, well keep connected but also to um, inform and educate and give information to other people also so um, it's called the fir from the first moment Ah, so, <laughs> so uh, doing that. So I think that's just uh, new friendships, new experiences, and um, and all that. I just think it's more than you can bargain for. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like in closing, you would say anyone who's thinking about this program, go for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially if you live in the US, it's much easier for you. Yeah. So I would highly recommend it. And I, um, yeah, I think um, it is a worthwhile effort to take. And um, you get so much uh, from that. And I like the way that it's put up. So that's like I was saying, there's not that much of homework and stuff like that but it's more about the interaction that happens during the weekends and and of course between those two but, but during the weekends and um, and if you just feel like it please apply they are still i think the the 
program it's still open for the next program it starts in march this year yeah so there are some spots <laughs> so i, I, I saw i saw on the website they're still taking applications so the yes. timing of our talking about this <laughs> is very good and i want to say that I'm so grateful to be able to have this time with you and I'm so inspired by your commitment to learning to be the best for your families. I mean, this is really quite something um, that you, all your previous experiences now plus this shows me how important it is to you to be the very best you can for the families and children you work with and I just love that, so thank you. Well, thank you, Karen, it's been a pleasure. Alright, bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. Please follow our site, TraumaAttachmentCenter.com, or subscribe to our iTunes channel for future podcasts. If you enjoyed our broadcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, log on to TraumaAttachmentCenter.com. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, developmental trauma, and attachment theory.